Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast where we take the timeless questions of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City and apply them to modern life and love. As ever, you are joined by Juno Dawson and Dylan B. Jones, and this week we are very excited because we are joined by our very special guest star. It's Radio 1 DJ and the winner of Strictly Come Dancing 2020 <laughs> because I didn't see any episodes after Clara went, it's Clara Ampho! You know what? That is an introduction that I will happily take. Funny enough, I saw OT this morning actually when I was going into work. Um, to do the show, she was on Morning Live with with, with Gethin Jones. There was I hadn't seen her since the final, so you know, it was it was a nice little strictly reunion I had. But also, Clara, I mean, I think it's safe to say that you are potentially outside of the confines of mine and Dylan's heads, the biggest Sex and the City fan in the world. Sex and the City is just a show that I will go back to over and over and over again. Like, I, it actually surprises me how much. I don't tire of the episodes. I and even if you know, because I've got I've got them on demand. Shout out to Now TV. Give us some sponcon. That they're sponsoring this pod. They are sponsoring this podcast. Thanks, Now TV. Thank you, Now TV. <laughs> um, but you know, that, like even even when it's not like on demand, if it's just on TV randomly, I will just watch it. Like you know, Always. in in the past when when we could fly places, remember when we could fly? If mm. you know, if the film was oh. on a service. I'd watch it like just cause it's um, it's quite comforting almost not, like being fully aware of what's going to happen like minute by minute and yeah and and yeah and, and even with that the second film that we kind of don't talk about occasionally we'll still watch even though it just with every watch it's like how the fuck did they get away with this <laughs> how did this happen. <laughs> We were really, Gino and I were really glad when they announced um, the reboot because we always thought like, oh, this podcast is really amazing, but we'll have to end on that second film and like what a damp like way to end. But now we've got the reboot, so we can carry on with that. (laughs) When they announced the reboot, um, I had Clara's colleague Steve Holden in my in my WhatsApp saying, I've got to speak to Clara about Sex and the City and I've never seen it. What questions would, would like, fool? What questions would catch out a super fan? 
And I was like, well. And I sent him about 93 questions, of which I think he asked you three. So it was you behind the quiz. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Everything makes sense now because the questions were very niche. I think I passed them all. And the only one I didn't did. want to answer was because of Donald Trump. And well, I think I think that's okay. That's, yeah, more, more than understandable. Thanks. We always said a great Sex in the City pub quiz question would be like to name... I don't know if I can do it now, would be to name all the characters dogs. So name like every dog in Sex and the City. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I can remember. <laughs> There's Elizabeth Taylor. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Scout, Scout and Fatty Miranda. And what was the name of um, um, Samantha's little one that she got? Um... Yeah, did it have a name? Oh no, I can't remember. We've all failed, yeah. <laughs> this week we have reached Season 3, episode 15, Hot Child in the City. As is customary, Dylan, do you want to give us a little synopsis of what happened this week? So this week, um, this was like one of my, this is one of my top five favourite episodes ever. Um, I love it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, I know Juno's a bit unsure, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, so Carrie meets, Carrie's single, which is always a fun time. Um, mm-hmm. And she meets Power Lad, aka Wade Adams. And they go scootering, they go to an arcade bar, they smoke weed, and it's like a whole mood. Um, Samantha is doing the, is it Bat Mitzvah for Jenny Breyer? Um, Kat da- oh, shout out to young Kat, Kat Dennings. Dennings. Oh my gosh. Kat Dennings. Incredible. <laughs> so Even good. at that age, she was so, so good. good. <laughs> Miranda gets braces. Um, and Charlotte and Trey struggle with um, Trey's erectile dysfunction. And we meet Rebecca and Schooner (laughs) for the the first time. So, yeah, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of, like, hilarious stuff in this episode. I think think you are so right. I think Sex and the City sometimes works best when Carrie is single. And I know we probably wouldn't have stuck around if it hadn't been for Big and Aiden and Berger. But the, the... When Carrie has these weird little adventures, like, can you remember there was the alcoholic? There's sooner or later she ends up going out with David Duchovny for a week. Just like all these random little men. And it is ridiculous. And yeah, this this week she meets Wade, who is played by the mononym Kane. Wait, so he's just called Kane? No, the actor is called Kane, like Cher. Yeah, okay. like um, he flipped right. it. Okay. I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I was gonna say. I found him, and I'm pretty. It only gets worse from this point in. He's he's called Kane Peterson, and he's a big Donald Trump fan. Surprise, surprise. Do you know what he had that look? About Why him. can't he, we have nice things? Yeah, I know, but come on, look at his teeth. They're so jacked up. Of course, he's a he's a. Trick. Yeah, true. <laughs> Even yeah, for someone on television in America, that's so unusual to see bad teeth. Right. And yet. And somehow the question that the three of us have to try and answer this week, which possibly one of the hardest questions that we've ever had to really deal with because it's so nonsensical is, are we 34 going on 13? Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll come to the question later. First of all, let's just, I mean, let's just make fun of, <laughs> of yes, Mrs. Adams. And I'm taking it with me. <laughs> yeah. With me. I mean, (laughs) we are so critical of Carrie, uh, so I got to thinking. But the line, and I'm taking it with me when I leave, is universally brilliant. I enjoyed her a lot in this episode because I find with Carrie and the relationships that she's had, even, yeah, whether it's like a, a long relationship or like one of her sort of like little like one episode adventures, 
she can sort she she kind of oscillates between super super like almost I don't want to say bratty, <laughs> but actually no, I'm gonna say bratty. She can be yeah. like really she kind of be sort of brilliantly defiant slash bratty or kind of submissive towards the guys that she deals with. And I think this is one of those great examples of her just, just like just taking no shit and just being like, well, fuck you then, which I like. <laughs> like Cause she was sort of like that with, um, do you remember the jazz guy? Do you remember the musician that she dated who like just wanted to play her? And I think, didn't he have like ADHD or something? So he couldn't, <laughs> couldn't concentrate. And then yeah. so she was like, fuck this and just like walked out and like left into it. And I liked the fact that with this guy, she was just like, cause obviously he, um, he blamed her for smoking weed in his fancy apartment. He threw her under the bus. Literally catapulted her underneath the flipping bus. And, no, and I like the fact she was like, yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna take your weed. Like, bye. Like, that to me is how Carrie, like, in my dream, like, in my dream scenario would always be, you know? I think that's why I like it so much when she's single. I think it's because the stakes are lower as well. So, like, you know that she's like, dating this guy, but she's, like, she's just having a bit of fun. Like, she doesn't care, really. Yeah. Um, and, God, I just, I was, when I was watching this episode, I was like, I just want nothing more than to be sitting on that balcony, having Mrs. Adams bring me, like, lemonade and just smoking weed and eating. Like, that is all I want. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just like Carefree Carrie, like that. And my poor boyfriend. So, every once in a while, Max, my fiancé, will sit and watch an episode not a fan um and he was call off the wedding i know know, right he was he was quite triggered by the sense that an adult man who is into comic books and video games is portrayed so negatively (laughs) now i think i think the issue with wade because i loved i love 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 the scene where samantha is like dump him here use my phone dump him because he lives with his parents like it's not sexy is it would would you guys date someone who lived with their parents it's just it's just it's just really really tough you know to find somewhere comfortable to live um especially in like a super busy like metropolitan city it's hard so i would like to think i wouldn't judge it judge a guy who lived with his parents at a particular age i mean is it something that i am personally going out of my way to look for in a guy like hey i really want you to live with your parents like that i feel no, it's not. I don't. Think, I don't think anybody is. But then, listen. I know. I know men who own property who are terrible. Like you know, I have dated men who own their own properties who are terrible. And you know, no, it's it's true. And you know, I've entertained. Like, oh my god, you know, here's a funny story. Actually, I bumped into this guy that I used to see on and off for about a year and a half. And honestly, retrospect, man, I swear down, it is 2020, as they say. At one point in my life, I thought this guy was everything. And he used to live with his parents. And um, he, they lived in a big old house in West London. And he lived in the top bit of the house. And, um, you know, because he was a, he was an artist, an artist, guys. But he, you would think that he was in like a student bedsit by the way that he used to live in his parents like fancy house at Shepherd's Bush and he was just so undesirable and the thing is it's like and it wasn't because he lived with his parents it's it's because of how he lived with his parents you know and I could easily meet a guy I'm sure and any of us could anyone you choose to date like who can live in a flat share and it could be kept beautifully like it's very dependent on the person but um yeah it was just funny bumping into him um like when I did because I was just like wow I really thought that you were I don't know what point I'm trying to make here. Maybe I'm just therapizing out loud. <laughs> That's actually kind of the problem with Power Lad, isn't it? Like, 
a bit. It's not that he lives with his mum, it's how he lives with his mum. So like you got your mum waiting on you hand and foot yeah. for your grown ass woman that you're dating. And then, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to flex like, yeah, look at me in my Upper East Side apartment, blah, blah, blah. Isn't it cool that I get to live like this? But then when push comes to shove, you're still afraid of yeah. your mother and your big age for smoking a bit of weed. Like, fuck off. Samantha is way too harsh because especially now in, in the Pandora, a lot of people I know who are in their early 30s have had to kind of, they've either been made redundant or they've been put on furlough, and they haven't been able to pay their rent. So I think actually, in 2021, the odds of us going out with somebody living with their parents has just really gone up. Absolutely, and I think, but and I, I would like to think, I, I feel like people feel each other a bit more these days. Like, don't get me wrong, no one's turned into Mother Teresa overnight, but I think there is just an understanding that, that life is just tough for, for yeah. most people. So if I was to meet a guy and he was like, look, I can't afford to I can't afford to rent my own place right now or I don't have my own spot so I've moved back in with my parents for the, for the foreseeable future I wouldn't be like okay cool I can't I can't see you yeah I think that would be ridiculous I think particularly after this like if you're sat around in a group of people and someone's like oh I don't have a job like everyone would be like yeah I understand why like we've just been through a pandemic like do you know what I mean like with everything like I don't have a job or I live with my parents like everyone after this will be like oh of course yeah I understand why um, yeah, interesting. Although I would, one thing I would say is I think it's important to be open. If you do live with your parents, like don't pretend that you don't. Like a couple of- Oh, 100%. Yes, a couple yeah. of years ago, a couple of years ago, I went to meet a guy on Grinder, and he had not mentioned to me that he lived with his parents. And when, when I came through the front door, I was like, oh, hi. And he was like, Shh, be quiet. Like my parents are asleep. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like 20, like late 20s. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of? Have you ever seen that movie with um, Uma Thurman and Meryl Streep called Prime? And Mer- and Uma Thurman is this old is this older lady. She's, I mean, look, she's like, she's literally like, I think she's like 33. Oh my gosh, she's so old. And she's dating this younger guy that's played by Brian <laughs> Greenberg and it's set in New York. And uh, Meryl Streep is her therapist. And basically it transpires that um, the guy that she's sleeping with is Meryl Streep's son. So it's sort of like, oh. Um, and there's one scene because because he still lives with his he he lives with his grandma and there's one scene where he takes her back to hers she's like look why don't we ever go back to yours like you know they're like sexy kissing and like they they sit in the door after like a night out at a party like ready to get on and like and then he just hears like um thingy is that you and he's like go back to sleep grandma and it's just very much that thing of like yeah she's like oh my god you live with your your grandparents i thought i thought you um said you had roommates he's like no no these are my roommates and like but yeah it's just that i think honesty is honesty is the uh is the best policy in these situations for sure dylan did you did you go through with it or did you leave do you know what? Like, I I did leave. Like, that it takes a lot for me to not go through with something. Like, once you're there, you're there. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but no, I left it because I hate feeling. One thing I do have to, a must for me is I have to feel like relaxed, and I didn't feel relaxed. It was more. It was also more the fact that he had hidden it from me as well. It was that mental adjustment. I was like, you kind of lied to me here. Um. So yeah. I need, there are so many questions now I have about this. Did his parents know he was bringing people back? I don't think so. They must have. That's the thing. Well, he was like, be quiet. (laughs) Like, weird. Sorry to be crass, but like, what kind of sex was he fucking having? Like. I mean, very, very quiet sex, I imagine. (laughs) 
Or maybe he, maybe, maybe he has a kink. Like the the, thr- the thrill of them maybe like catching you guys, but but eventually not. Maybe that was his thing. Who knows? Well, that was like well when Will Arnett was in Sex and the City with Miranda, the guy who likes to be caught doing it. Maybe maybe it was him. Yeah, a very young Will Arnett. Yeah. Let's take a little. Let's put. We just put in a little pause, a little ad break, and then we will be back in two minutes, and we will discuss Trey's floppy penis and and highly sexed 13 year old girls we'll see you in a second ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to So I Got to Thinking. This week we are discussing Hot Child in the City with special guest Clara Amfo. Um, I'm not sure there is anything else to say about Carrie and Power Lad. Power Lad, I find him uniquely repulsive. I will, oh. I will say that. I don't know what it was about Power Lad. Was, was it the sleeveless tank tops? Was it the, the bad comic book? The hair, the hair was not the one. Maybe it's that he sold Carrie out. Either way, she is shot of him, and for the next two or three weeks, Carrie has got a big bag of $400 pot to get through. So she's fine. Let's first of all come to, because I I think through Samantha's plot, we can attempt to answer this impossible question um, of are we we 34 going on 13? Clara, I don't suppose by some miracle you were 34 years old. I mean, you know, babes, I'm I'm 29 plus a little VAT. I'm, I'm, I'm like Mariah. I have anniversaries. I don't have birthdays. <laughs> I will never forget when I made the the error of asking Monroe Bergdorf how old she was. And she was like, I don't identify as an age. <laughs> Which is an Correct. amazing answer. <laughs> that is the move. I was 28 for such a long time and actually did manage to convince The Guardian that I was 28 for about three years. For three successive novels, I remained at 28 years old. And then it bit me in the ass because then I lied to Max when we first got together and and he very nearly dumped me. Uh. I should I should you see, it will always it will always come back to you. Um but yeah, so it's so Samantha's plotline is ridiculous. Um she is hired to 
do the publicity for a 13-year-old girl's bar mitzvah. It's Jenny Bryars, as played by Kat Dennings from Two Broke Girls and the Marvel films. She's in Thor and Thor 2. Um, and just, she's generally amazing as this incredibly precocious. I think she she's such a talented actress. Yeah. And I think, I mean, look, I mean, who knows what's going on with, with, with Hollywood and X, Y, and Z. And maybe she just picks the roles that she wants in that way. But I I feel we need more Kat Dennings in our life. Like she, she was, she was yeah. just as good as any of the sort of adults in any scenes that she was in in the episode. Like she was just so brilliant. Which is like, I wanted this, I wanted that, and I want it now. Whatever, whatever that line was. Oh, my my, fa- my favorite line of this whole episode, and I've used this a lot with my friends, which is like using Sex in the City in your day to day life is such a mood, and we use this phrase to describe anything that's good. So it can be ice cream or a wall hanging or a fresh winter breeze. And it can be, I would fuck that and it's gay boyfriend, which is, that is the highest, the highest compliment you can give to something. I would fuck that ice cream. I would fuck that ice cream and it's gay boyfriend. That is the highest compliment you can pay to something. Just actually shocking. I do love that bit when like, and I think my favorite thing about that scene is like Carrie's kind of just like stunned and like slash sort of, she's like laughing, but she's like, what? (laughs) Like, what is going on? It's amazing. Oh my God, you didn't tell me you were friends with Carrie fucking Bradshaw. Y'all call him? What'd she say? It's like, it's it's my life. Oh my God, my boyfriend was all about the sex. Now he won't even talk to me in the hallway. It's like, how old are you? Jesus. How old was Kat Dennings at the time? Let me find out. I will will do a Google. Surely older than 13. Um, okay, she was born in 1986. So in the year 2000, she was only 14 years old. Wow. Wow. God, so she was like pretty much the age. She was really good. But I guess to answer the question, are we 34 going on 30? I absolutely think we are. Like, we're in such a time now where it's so easy to regress, especially in lockdown. Like, I don't know about you, but I have spent a lot of time, I guess in a, I guess as a, as a sort of therapy, just watching a lot of stuff um, that I did like growing up and just doing stuff that used to comfort me like as a 13, 14, 15 year old. I think, I think everybody has. It's cause, cause we literally like can't go out. It's like, oh, okay. Like one of my friends is obsessed with puzzles now. She hasn't done puzzles since like she was probably, I don't know, 13, if that. I've got friends who started like coloring in again. <laughs> that's become really, that's become really therapeutic. I've been rewatching Sister Sister. I mean, obviously as well as Sex and City. I've been watching yeah. Sister Sister oh, yes. and I've been finding it like genuinely like really comforting and it just, yeah, it just feels good. And I think we're, we're in such a good time to be able to do that. Because like Dylan and I both got into Animal Crossing during lockdown one as well, which is literally, you know, playing with little animals yeah. on a little island. Oh, the other day I just caught myself like I was watching Buffy and playing The Sims and I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm 14. Like I'm literally, th- I'm literally regressed. You're so... Yeah, you're so right, Clara. Like everyone, I think everyone's doing it, which is just really, I wonder what a psychologist would say. Because I know, I mean, we'll have announced it by now, so it will now be public knowledge that my next novel in next year is, is a, it's going to be a witchcraft trilogy. And that's because at the beginning of lockdown one, I was supposed to be working on something else. And all I wanted to do was write about witches based on things like The Craft, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and so yeah, I, ret- I retreated. I had to stop what I was doing. I was supposed to be writing a terribly serious thriller 
And I was like, fuck it, I need to, I need some comfort food for my brain. And, and that's what I had to do. And that's the, that's the novel that I ended up writing. So I think there's something to that, that particularly in times of great, great uncertainty, it figures that we would all go back to a place where we felt safe and comfortable. However, I don't think that's what Wade was doing. I think Wade was a man-child. And that's the word that I knew would come up on this podcast soon. I knew we would have to discuss the notion of the man-child. I think it's easy for him. He doesn't have to pay rent. He doesn't have to cook. And there's a difference between being an adult who retreats to the safety of childhood and being a child who refuses to grow up. Absolutely. And also, I think you could see, I mean, if we're ever if we're, if we're going to go that deep, like you could see like the obvious codependency him and his mum have with each other because she doesn't want her, her little boy to grow up either. And he clearly likes that. And it's just and and the thing is, I think I think we've all kind of met. We've all met guys like that. I think I think we have. You know, I think there, there absolutely is a difference, like you say, between like refusing to grow up and sort of like retreating to childhood. And also, I think, you know, when it comes to people in their relationships with their parents, I think there, there is a difference between, you know, having a loving, mature relationship with your parents where you can, where you can retreat to being that child. Like, you know, when I, you know, when I could see my mum, <laughs> you know, one of my favorite things to do was just like to lie in her lap and she just like stroke my hair. I think loads of people like have that, like, you know, oh, with, with, their, with their parents and like, and, and I, and I think, I think there's nothing wrong with that, but then there's, there's, there's yeah there there is that thin line between you know um enjoying the comfort of your parent and just and sort of like just not letting go of the nipple <laughs> and like this guy's like clearly <laughs> well attached like his mother's tit pretty much and it was just like not it's just not sexy is it not sexy okay my next question was jenny and her friends are very precocious but i think there is a different way of looking at that, which is now when we look at people like Greta Thunberg, that actually the younger generation in many ways are more switched on than our generation because particularly our parents have slightly left today's teenagers with a lot of shit to sort out with like climate change and all this fucking bullshit, debt and impossible to buy property. Like by the time... You know, by the time my mum was my age, you know, I, I was unable to buy a property last year when I was 37. So it's kind of like, you know, my mum bought her first flat when she was like 21. Like, can you imagine a 21 year old buying a flat? Like, as if. So I think while Carrie and Samantha were quite dismissive of Jenny Byers, I actually look at teenagers now and think, oh my God, you have to save us. You know, you are the future, kind of. Absolutely. I mean, look, like, like, like everybody in, in lockdown, um, I downloaded TikTok because that is my right. <laughs> my thirteen-year-old niece is obsessed with it. Well, I've got three. I've got three nieces. One's thirteen and one is um, fifteen, and they're both obsessed with TikTok. And I can honestly say, and I've said this before, TikTok has genuinely been a, a contributor to preserving my mental health during lockdown. I have never laughed as much as I have due to that that flipping i was gonna call that stupid little app but it's not stupid it's actually really powerful but with the funny stuff on there has just been um an education and i and an education yeah i think through humor through serious stuff and what's been really 
um, like inspiring, like galvanizing. And actually the, the thing that's kept me hopeful is seeing how many sort of like, particularly I'd say like 13 to 18 year olds are so politically and socially switched on on there. And just, you know, TikToks to be like, yeah, so we need to protect the planet because da 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 or like, you know, Black Lives Matter because da 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 or all Black Lives Matter because da 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 like we should be protecting trans people because da 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 like whatever whatever subject. And it's been it's been quite it's actually been heartwarming to see. It's like, you know what, the kids are all right. Like, you know. It's been horrifying too because oh my god, like the amount of like young kids in there as well who have got extreme right wing views, that has been quite an education as well. But 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 for every sort of like you know kid like that there's been there's been i think three more have been like actually no i anticipated we might one of my notes that i wrote down was like when i was talking when i was thinking about cat dennings and i was like i guess the gen the the equivalent now is gen z and like what are they like um and i think they're I th- i've got a lot of hope for them i think they're great like they they seem chill they seem switched on they seem against all odds like quite positive <laughs> whereas us like bitter millennials are just a bit like oh, just kind of done with it all um yeah i agree it was interesting that the writers were so dismissive of, of jenny and, and how samantha had something they could never have which was a childhood samantha they can't have a childhood because they're gonna have to be swimming because all the ice caps will have melted. Right. The reason Jenny's having sex at 13 is because she has to reproduce now because she's going to be dead of coronavirus in 20 years' time. My God. Bleak, bleak. Yeah, because how old would she be now? Because um, the episode came out in, what, 2000? And... 2000. Yeah, so, so she would be... 2000. Yeah. So Kat, Kat Dennings is 34 years old now. Yeah. Maybe they could bring back Jenny Bryars in the reboot. You know what? Juno, that is a fantastic idea. She's the right kind of famous. I think, yeah, get her in. You could, we should, they should do like a, a four new women. They should do um, Amalita, obviously. Um, Caddy, darling. Um, oh. Jenny Bryars. Icon. Um, what was the name? I do think Louis from Louis from St. Louis needs needs another another turn because I just feel like hey, and I said this on Twitter. You just come back and say, "Look, the bag was ugly. <laughs> to like it because you are my employer, and I was just a sweet little girl from St. Louis. But I'm grown now. Like my, my, my tastes my tastes have uh, I'm confident in who I am um, and about saying no, and I honour my boundaries. And even though you were my boss. I should have said no to the bad because it's ugly. And she's relocated to New York City with her husband. She's now got a couple of kids. She's running a really successful like nannying business or something like that. And I think she could also yeah. be part of the uh, the quartet for sure. I mean, I mean, we keep. It doesn't matter what episode we do. We keep staring back to this reboot because until we actually know what it's going to be like, I feel some quite like low level anxiety about just. Oh, maybe not, a eh, kids? Let's... Oh. I think th- I think this will be the final, final hurrah, though. I can't... Yeah. Or that maybe, like... Unless you know, no, no. I, I, in my gut, I think this is the final, final, final thing that they're going to do. Unless, by some miracle, Kim Cattrall's like, okay, all right. Let's just, like, let's just do one one-off special when we're, like, 70, just cause. They'll do it, but, like, so, like Golden Girls almost style... But I feel like 
I feel like this is the final bit. And it's okay, look. Regardless of the outcome, we're all going to watch it. And that's okay. It might not be that good. Yeah. And that's okay as well. You know, but I think lessons lessons have definitely been... One thing I know in my gut, I feel like I speak to Sarah Jessica Parker telepathically. I just I just feel it. Lessons have been learned. From, she's not stupid. She's savvy. She's online. Like She replies to people in her comments. They know what people said about the second film. They've listened. Oh, they, they, they've, they've taken notes. And I suspect that this is going to be far better. I don't want it to be... I want there to be some nuanced change, but I don't want it to be so wild. It's just like, see, look, look, guys, we're making a point. I just, I think it can be done tastefully. So I'm intrigued to see, like, you know, how it, um, how, how it turns out. There was rumours in the tabloids last week that they're going to draft in Caitlyn Jenner. No, 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 not that, Carrie. No, 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 she she's not the one. No. Tell you who could be fab. Yeah. Janet Mock. Janet Mock could be fab. I oh, think yes. she'd be a good fourth. She'd be great. Oh, or like yes. or a Viola Davis, she'd be fab as well. Like, I mean the I said maybe like um I said maybe like Vanessa Williams as the Samantha character could be fab. And Vanessa Williams I still don't think gets enough roses. I think she's she's just a consistent legend. Good. Shall we finish up with Rebecca and Schooner? <laughs> Which, because... Oh, my God. That's one of my favourite lines of Sex and the City ever, just because it's so ridiculous. And then, what did she say? Like, you rip off my something and then you put your schooner D. You rip off my gossamer petticoat and you plunge your schooner deep into my Rebecca. One of my favourite bits about it was just how quickly, when the therapist said, like, what's your vagina called? Charlotte was like... Rebecca, like very quickly, was like, yeah, yeah. Rebecca, yeah, <laughs> like she just. Of course, like essentially, Charlotte's vagina is called a Becky. I just love it. It just you couldn't make it up. <laughs> Rebecca. Oh my god. Well, you know, my, you know what question is coming. You know on, what then. I'm gonna ask, and we'll start with Dylan. Dylan, what would you call your genital region? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't anticipate this this question. Did you not anticipate I this should've. question? Maybe um, for some reason the name Zach is in my head. Okay. <laughs> like Zach. Zach, that's <laughs> powerful. Clara, you are a guest, so I'm not going to make you name your genitals because you are a guest in our house. But but if, if you want to, please do get involved. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I just heard you say the word and it inspired me. So I think I'd call mine... I call mine Cherish. Amazing. My Cherish. Now, see, now here, so we, we already have one in our house. Now, Max's mum, please stop listening. I know you listen. I mean it. Switch it off now. She's still listening. I can tell she's still listening. I'm not going to carry on until Hi, I Max's know you've switched off Max's mum. Okay. In our house, and it's a different, and it's from Sex and the City. Mine has always been my Pusita, which is, of course, what Maria. So, sex, sex and the city to the rescue once more. I mean, poor old, poor old Charlotte discovering Trey and his copy of Jugs. Jugguggers. I lost it when it, like, zoomed in on, like, the pictures of her glued in and she's, like, turning around like that in one of them. I was like, this is so ridiculous. Also, like, I mean, all power to her for, like, really trying everything. But, like, would that work? I'd, like... I don't think that would work. And that's just some effort because it's like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to your goodie drawer. I'm going to get out your porno mag. I'm going to select the pictures of me that I like the best. Then I'm going to cut around them carefully because 
Charlotte is quite crafty, you know. She's she's an art yeah, lover. Yeah. She's not like she just <laughs> jaggedly cut it out. She did it carefully. Then I'm going to get some like PVA glue or some sellotape, and I'm going to carefully <laughs> place them in every picture in this magazine so you can come on it. Like really? Actually, no. To be fair, like they, I think he actually kept the come away because he was he was turning the pages like quite easily in the scenes. Yeah. True. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous when you think about the effort. But then that, Char- that is Charlotte. She's a woman dedicated to tradition and dedicated to marriage. And she was about to be thwarted by the internet because she's not going to be able to put pictures of herself on the laptop, is right? she? Although so... actually with those face swap apps, you can do anything, mate. So she probably actually could. Yeah, imagine Charlotte doing like a sort of deep fake porno <laughs> with her face. <laughs> I can oh. see it. Oh, horror. And I, I love the therapy so much, which is, well, that's a positive thing because at least we know he's not gay. <laughs> Like, Could you imagine them saying that now? But then again, I think that's the whole. I mean, look, as, as we know, with Sex and the City, some things have aged terribly. Yeah. yeah, ironically, woke Charlotte would have something to say about that. Actually, so in in answer to we we always finish each episode by asking Carrie's question: Are we thirty four going on thirteen? Yes. Yeah, we are thirty four going on thirteen, but. We do it knowing that we happily don't truly want to be 13. And the best thing about being in your 30s is you love all the same things you loved when you were 13, but you have disposable income. Yay! Yay! Like, I used to have to save up for Spice Girls albums. Now I just have Spice Girls dolls and all kinds of shit all over my house. Right. £60 Victoria Beckham doll. Don't mind if I do. Exactly. You can only dream at 13. Have you met a Spice Girl yet? Okay, I've met three out of five. Nice, that's good going. I think I've done three out of five. Yeah, I'm three out of five as well. Wow. I've met Mel C. Oh, she's fab. She's like, she's like the most like friendly online. She just, she chats to everyone. She's wicked. Mel Mel C, and I will say this, I'm happy to go on record as saying Mel C is the loveliest of the Spice Girls. And definitely the one you would want to go out for a drink with post lockdown. One time I was at at, um, an awards ceremony. I was sat on the same table with Emma Bunton and I genuinely, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to her. And she was super smiley and super friendly, but I just, I couldn't chat to her. I was just sort of like, hi. <laughs> this is, that's why I can't meet Victoria because it's too much. Like kind of, she was the one that I was always, I loved her the most. And she sends me, um, clearly Victoria Beckham personally, sends me t-shirts every once in a while, like when they do the charity Victoria Beckham t-shirts. Okay. And I'm just like, what, should I say thank you to Victoria? I don't really know what is happening. That's thirteen. That that's great for thirteen-year-old you. That's you. That's you oh, retreating. Yeah. That's thirteen-year-old you, but staying very happily in thirty-something you. So yeah, we are we are thirty-four going on thirteen, but always happy to go back. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad we cleared that one up. And um, Clara, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. So I got to thinking. My absolute pleasure. Um, it's been it's been lovely. I, look, I could talk about these episodes all day long. Um, keep your eyes peeled because it's looking like because we all have no lives. My drunken Sex and City quiz will be returning to Instagram Live. If you yes. don't know, if you don't know, um, the receipts are all over all over my gram. Um, yeah, because what else is there to do but ask? You know. Um, oh, actually, here, let me quiz you on a question whilst okay. I'm here. All right, okay. What was the alcohol brand that Smith Gerrard promoted that put him on the map before he became 
a big old movie star because of Samantha. He was the absolute hunk, absolute vodka. Ding, ding, ding. Ten points for Juno. <laughs> you get to play again another day. Thanks, Hans. <laughs> Please do join us next week when we will be watching Season 3, Episode 16, Frenemies, with special guest Caroline O'Donoghue. Um, until then, you can find us at S-I-G-T-T podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Clara, this is your moment to plug anything. Do you, what, what would you like to plug, Clara? Do check out my podcast. It's called This City. It's all about people's... And it's very, very good. Thank you so very much. It's all about people's relationships with London. Previous guests have included uh, the glorious M&EK, Jay Thurwell from Little Mix, Louis Theroux. But um, yeah, you can do. You can yeah. check out my podcast and listen to me on Radio 1 where I'm playing, you know, most of your chart faves. Monday to Thursday from 10.30. It sounds just yeah. a, pers- a personal thank you from me to you and the Radio 1 DJs because actually you consistently being on even during the worst of the lockdown did slightly keep me sane listening to you and Greg in the morning I was like well at least Greg and Clara are still there it's not the end of the world anytime you want to hear your favourite top 40 jam you know where we are you know (laughs) thank you very much we'll see you soon Clara bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.